When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Bottom of the hour, it's set list ATX time. Our man Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement, also founder of the Clark Field Creative. He will walk us through the uh, NIL conversations, but also the best live music in Austin, Texas, starting tonight and through the weekend. Also usually brings uh, passes to give away to go out and see some great live music in the live music capital of the world. Uh, a lot of conversations this morning talking Texas, Iowa State, Iowa State offensive linemen, trash talking the Longhorns, getting everybody fired up. Also, Big 12, are they changing their tiebreaker rule right in the middle of the season? That would be very Big 12-like. Also, we talked to Mike Craven last hour, Dave Campbell's Texas football, the Longhorns, and, of course, the coaching carousel. Now reports out of the West Coast, Rod, that Chip Kelly's going to be out at UCLA when the season I is over. I hear that. Yeah, I didn't know they were that displeased. With what well, was they're going headed on. to the Big Ten, so you want to be. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's that's part of it. And I think the coaching carousel, they believe they can upgrade. They yeah. Think it's well, possible they can upgrade because UCLA is also kind of like the Aggies. They're sleeping giant. I mean, they're in L.A. And they got money. They got <laughs> and money. They got people. money. And there's a that's beautiful campus when you get there. Oh, it's one of the it's best. Gorgeous. I've always said I haven't been. I toured oh. that campus a couple times. Once as a kid it's when we were amazing. out there vacationing, and then once when Texas was in the Rose Bowl. Ooh. When Texas was in the Rose Bowl in 05, the the, the media hotel was minutes mm-hmm. right down the block. Yeah, I went in 09 is when I saw it. I went oh. to the UCLA campus. It was amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a sleeping giant. And I think going into the Big Ten, you want to make sure you're, you know, are, do you have the best coach possible, right? And if you have an opportunity. Uh, and, and look, I, and the Big Ten going there for, for UCLA sells itself to a coach. Yes, like, it does. Oh, wait, I'm, you know, it's not just the Pac-12 now, mm-hmm. which was kind of a diminishing conference over time. Now we're moving to the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, in Los Angeles, I don't got to live in Iowa somewhere. It's easier to recruit guys when you're recruiting them to L.A. Got <laughs> right? Well, and obviously Lincoln Riley's over at USC, and we've got the Heisman Trophy winner, so you're trying to compete with that. And, you know, it does feel like the bloom's off the rose with Chip Kelly. He was the toast of the town back at Oregon back in the day. But, you know, NFL, a couple stops. Norton Niners' job didn't go well. So we'll keep an eye on that. And that like he'd every be a great OC for somebody, but I don't know, I if, do he too. Wa- I don't know if he wants that kind of demotion. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, he you know he learned pretty quick when he got to the NFL that you can't control adults. Well, it's a different. We, uh, Urban run there too, right? So it's a different sport. I tell you, it's a different sport altogether. Yes. With the way you have to treat the players now, with the the NIL and transfer portal, and with talent acquisition being so different, it's just a different sport. Man. Which is why, again, I'm not. Steve Sarkeesian is a flawed coach. He doesn't always do everything right. I get that. But man, his his ability to uh, go with the flow and kind of yeah. be be willing to change with the times and. Mm-hmm. Be connected to players oh, yeah. um, and understand that, you know, not be mad because they're making some money and you got to deal with some of that stuff. Well, you know, that's the job. That's what it is, yeah. That's the job. <laughs> yeah, there's still coaches, Davos Winnie, that don't like it. And they're open about it. Mike Gundy, don't like it. Well, you know, you, you can fight against it or you I can just Sarkis get on board. said he don't like it either. He's also said, I don't like it. He said, but it's now my right. profession. This is now the new it's, landscape. Yeah, if I want to coach this sport, I have to evolve with yeah. the sport. That's just part of the deal. Uh, but you're right, two different jobs. So UCLA looks like that could be coming open on the heels of A&M. And that's, you know, we, we knew this on Sunday when A&M moved. And, um, you know, they decided the Board of Regents meeting the Thursday before. The, this was going to start dominoes because now everyone's thinking, oh, man, we got to, you know, A&M's now mm-hmm. coming. we got to get ahead of this. Exactly if right. you were thinking about it, do it. 
Uh, if, it, if it's inevitable, make it immediate. Yes. I think that's a Warren Buffett quote. If it's inevitable, make it immediate. You don't, Do put, it. don't, pull, don't put it off. <laughs> Do it now. Yeah. Well, I would also say, as Mike Craven alluded to, and we, we, you know, we went to break, you know, Dave Aranda. If he goes three and nine, are they going to keep him at Baylor? Baylor becomes a pretty appealing job to somebody that's been... every every coach that's gone there. Pretty much, the recent history has won right away. Yeah, Aranda, Matt Rule, Browse. You can win there. <laughs> you can win at Baylor now. Yeah, and they will, they got money. And you know that's an interesting conversation. By the way, hmm. uh, you heard the name Rhett Lashley, who's moving to maybe moving right. He played quarterback at Arkansas. He's a rising name. A uh, name. Some SEC jobs are coming open. Mm-hmm. But maybe Arkansas, his alma mater, could be a place for Rhett Lashley. Well, let me say this. SMU now becomes a more appealing job because they're moving to the ACC, Rod. Yeah. And so you can look at a different level of coach now and say, hey, you, we're going to the ACC, y'all. Don't worry about how we're paying for it all. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry baby. about the big money you know, sugar daddies that are making this all happen for us. <laughs> but you get to coach and recruit to play ACC schedule. Oh, yeah. And be, be potentially in, the, in, in Dallas. Well, in that DFW area, which is, you know, right behind Atlanta as the most fertile metro oh. area for college football recruiting in the country. And having a payroll wasn't legal in the 80s when they were doing it. Now it's legal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now it's legal. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Flash that, that cash now. I, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm just, I get fascinated this time of year of how this plays out because I, the one thing that Craven said I think is true, Jeff Trailer will be coaching somewhere else. He will yes. not be a UTSA. No, I think UTSA fans know that now. I mean, you, you don't want to consider your program a stepping stone program, but it is. And uh, you honestly need, need to just go find the next Jeff Trailer. It might be G.J. Kenny, which exactly. against Texas State's like looking go, again. Go find the next one. <laughs> that, that's just all those schools like that. And U of H is kind of like that, too, in the mode. You just go be looking for the next one because yeah. you know the one you have. It's only a matter of time before they get poached by another big Correct. school. Correct. Well, it's just the landscape is interesting, but also with the, all the conference shuffling, mm-hmm. UCLA becomes a better job. SMU's now a better job into the future. U of H is a better job. U of H is a better mm-hmm. job now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and look, if, if UTSA, and you got to wonder if, if A&M isn't smart enough to hire Jeff Trailer, which I think would be the home run. Baylor. Well, then Baylor or Houston's going to hire the guy. Houston, oh, Jeff Trailer. <laughs> Honestly, Gary Patterson's name is coming up now. Oh, Gary Patterson recently said he wants to coach again. Oh, yeah. So, GP wants to coach again. Imagine GP at Houston well, or we, GP somewhere. You know, if Baylor really wants to piss off TCU in that rivalry, go hire Gary Patterson. Baylor? <laughs> yeah. That's supposed to be a rivalry? Oh, yeah. It'll really rev Well, look, I think, I think it's pretty clear that uh, Gary Patterson was sniffing around last year and yes, had, had a look at the Nebraska job, and, mm-hmm. of course, they went with Matt Rule. And that's an interesting name, Rod. What if the Aggies called Matt Rule? What if Texas A&M called and said, or have already called him, and said, look, we know you're back in college football now. We know you're at Nebraska and are doing a nice job mm. there. But, you know, you really want to be in Texas, don't you? He knows the state. You really want to be in Texas. Wouldn't Matt rule it? But that would be, a, for me, a game changer if he got to A&M. Yeah, you're right Because he fits that. the profile. Uh, again, galvanizing a program, understand. He wasn't a pro coach. Another one of those mm. guys that didn't understand the pro yeah. game well enough. Uh, never could find his quarterback. And uh, But, boy, him at A&M, there's, A&M's – they, they'll probably get this wrong, but yeah. it feels like there's a lot of good choices for them. Now, yeah. now I don't know what – I'm assuming Matt, Matt Rule's contract is pretty tough to get out of right now. You buy out there, but, hey, see, if you really want to play big boy football, what's, what's spending another $20 million or whatever to buy him out? Because <laughs> you, you're doing that anyway if you, get the, if you want the right guy. Oh, the, the, I think the donors, the right donors were made aware, look, <clears> if we do this, then you better ready to pony up to hire the next coach too. Yeah, it ain't going to be cheap, especially if you want somebody who's already, you know, uh, under contract. Now, you can go get somebody like a Gary Patterson or somebody like that who's not necessarily under a contract, and maybe things will be a little bit easier. But I'm with you. I, I didn't think about that. And that, this Gary Patterson name has come up because some people have mentioned him for, like, Mississippi State and, like, U of H and stuff like that. That would be 
that'd be a, a boss move, him going to a, a U of H, I think. That's Gary Patterson. That would. It's a proven commodity at U of H. Considering how he can develop Cherry picking talent. that talent in the Houston and the, in the, that area. Ooh. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, this says, wasn't UCLA's athletic department near broke a few seasons ago? That's why they're joining the Big Ten. Because they're going to make $100 million a year. Colorado did the same thing. Remember, yeah. Colorado's basically, their athletic department was going broke. They decided, all right, they didn't even have the money to hire Dion when they hired him. Remember, they were like, we'll get it. We're working on some stuff. We'll get it. And remember, we'll they, were, it. they were losing a ton of money in, in the Pac-12. They went back to the Big 12 because they needed to be made whole again. So well, Arizona, University of Arizona is talking about cutting sports right now because mm-hmm. their athletic budget is not uh, – yeah, the projections not are not good. But they're joining the Big 12, of course, next year, along with mm-hmm. Arizona State so and Utah. Be, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all the changes coming. That makes – you know, two couple things, right? Great. The early signing window changes the coaching carousel because it yep. starts sooner. And then the, all these conference changing, jobs become better than they were and more appealing than they had been. Agreed. So that that gets really interesting. And, you know, the, the agents always win on these deals because they're out hustling. They're hustling their clients. Mm-hmm. But uh, keep an eye on the name Rhett Lashley at SMU. Keep an eye on, obviously, Jeff Trailer. Both of those guys are looking to bump up. Uh, and, I, I, you know, you said it and Mike re- re- reiterated it, but, you know, Frank Harris, is, this is last year. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Trailer has not coached a team there without Frank Harris he's, as his quarterback. He's smart enough to know, like, I need to get the hell out of here while my stock is high. It's like Matt Campbell. You have Brock Purdy, you should go right after Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy's gone. Brees Hall and Charlie Kolar. Go now. Will be that you should have left then, and you know, now we know where he is. You're yeah. back down a few rungs. Whether yes. it should work that way or not, that's the way the cycle works. you got to cash that lottery ticket in, man. When, you, when your stock is high, and so I, I think Mike is right. Last year for Jeff Trailer there, where he'll end up, I don't know, but you, you're definitely going to poach him if you're a, you know, a Power 5 program. And I'll say this, too, since we're just talking about the, uh, you know, the, the coaching carousel and how things work out. It's going to be really interesting to see because teams now believe, because they've seen it happen with Colorado and, hell, even Texas State's kind of like that, but USC, where you bring in a new coach and essentially now they can use the trans for a portal as free agency and the turnarounds are quicker. It used to take a while. You're like, oh, maybe it might take a little while for Supreme to coach. And now coaches are following that that model that we saw, you know, Lincoln Riley uh, utilize and Dion, of course, used and G.J. Kenny used it really well, too. Now, it's an extreme, you know, uh, mentality and method. But essentially, you just overhaul that roster within almost like one offseason in one full year. They're not completely done in Colorado, but they've done a really good job of it. And you can do that via the transfer portal. That's a big part. That's a that's a big uh, kind of topic to watch as well because that might be the story of 2023 is the remarkable turnarounds and how quickly they turned around some programs because they used the transfer protocol. Well, GJ Kenny's got Texas State bowl eligible for the first time in, in almost a decade. Yep. So, and he brought a lot of guys from Incarnate Word and he poached rosters and mm-hmm. uh, did a good job. You you know if Jeff Trailer were to get the Houston job, you you know he'd bring some guys with him while he's recruiting Houston and building yep. his ties down there. Mm-hmm. He'd bring some glue guys with him that he knows can play. Um, yeah at the Big 12 level. So we'll keep an eye on that. It's just warming up, man. you got Jimbo out, and now that search begins, and UCLA's coming open. Most people expect to the point of do it now, don't wait. Arkansas, they're waiting on Sam Pittman. Yeah, I've heard rumors about that too. And, and so it's only he, a matter of time, they say. Yeah, so, yeah. and obviously that will impact because if Brett Lashley goes, then SMU's open, and there's a lot happening. This is good. This is good stuff. Uh, this says, uh, I think the Aggies feel they're bigger than Jeff Trailer. Now, that would be a mistake. I bet I, I don't disagree with that though. But but did the Aggies think they were bigger than RC Slocum? That was you know if you go back to when Richard Copeland Slocum took over, Jackie Sherrill was the big name. Mm-hmm. I mean Jackie Sherrill was the it guy. But he was cheating his you know cutting testicles off bulls and the castration <laughs> and that kind of stuff. He was the kind of like Jimbo Fisher. He got he had the big reputation. Uh, but 
Richard Copeland Slocum was the right coach for the job. He was. He was the right coach for the job. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the shoot for the moon, yes, but get the coach right. There's, there's not when you, when you start looking at Jeff Trailer, the only argument that you've made is he's only had Frank Harris as his quarterback. Okay, uh, that's fair. But man, no one checks as many boxes of understanding the culture. That's a different place, yeah. Rod. And you get and you and listen. I'm, I think he's a damn good coach. You'll be able to find quality quarterbacks when you go to A and M. Um, it's just that sometimes the, the culture you created a lot of that is the help of a quarterback, a natural leader at the natural leadership position. Um, but I think Jeff Troy is a hell of a coach, and he'll be able to find quarterbacks with way higher upsides than Frank Harris did. Not saying they'll be as good as him or better, but the upside will be higher certainly in recruiting. No, and I think, you know, a place that has an odd culture, like whatever we want to label it, A&M's different. Very much different than a lot of places, right? you got to understand that going in. The tradition, yep. Uh, And the people and Mm -hmm. the culture, how they what it is, what East Texas is all about. Mindset. Mindset. It's different than a lot of places. It just is. And uh, I'll give Mac Brown a lot of credit. Mac Brown got here and and learned it real quick. DKR Uh, helped him. Yeah, DKR kind of guided him. Jeff Trailer doesn't need that. Jeff Trailer knows it. He knows East Texas. He is East Texas. It's in him. I would say it's in him. I mean, that would be – He talks to talk, walks to walk. I mean, because, <laughs> like, I get the appeal to a Dan Lanning, but, you know, is Dan Lanning leaving Oregon at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says no, but I get it. Dan Lanning was at Alabama. He was at uh, – I mean, I'm so impressed with Dan Lanning and his Georgia, his willingness yeah. to work for the next job and put in the time and be a dynamic young coach. I really like him, but, you know, he doesn't know College Station. He doesn't – he'd learn it. But Jeff Trailer walks in knowing it, and I know he can coach too, and he can coach ball. And the high school win. coaches love him. Oh, guess what? The high school coaches are lobbying for Jeff Trailer at A and M because of it's course. one of the flagship schools. And they're gonna start sending them, sending them recruits. Hey man, we got a guy. One of the, trust me, he is. He's one of. He's one of us. One of us. So when he goes, if he's a Texas A and M coach, and then he walks into the Texas high school coach convention, I went down. They start standing round of applause. Standing. Remember, Jimbo Fisher didn't even go last year. He skipped it. He skipped it. That, yeah. that is seen as uh, this blasphemous well, behavior I should have to asked, do something like that. I should have asked Mike he Craven this. It. Of the 13, you know, power, you know, Division One coaches in the state of Texas, huh. which one didn't do an interview for the magazine? Wouldn't do an interview for Dave Campbell's Texas football. Wow, was that him? That was Jimbo. Wow. So he for, was for he two was years now. For two lot, years now. A lot of the local love. Okay. Mike, Mike gets to sit down for the magazine because he writes mm. all those stories. He got to sit down with every coach. I didn't realize that. One coach for the last two years has. Not done it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That, but that says a lot. That says and, a lot. And on the flip side, if you're an Aggie fan, you have the Texas High School Coaches Association lobbying for Jeff Trailer, yeah. Like, openly supporting him. Yeah. Flagship university. One of our own. One of Bring us. Bring him to A&M. One of us. And it's like, that's why Mac Brown won that national title. And what did he do? What's the first thing he did? Texas High School football coaches. I love them. I love them. I love them. Couldn't do it without them. You right? learned pretty you quick. You got to learn. The bread is buttered, my friend. Yes. So how did Jimbo, I mean, that just shows you how out of touch he had gotten. Come on, dude. That's a, that's an easy, what is that, two hours you got to spend? And the, the, all the coaches want to do is just have their moment with you, to shake a hand, say I got to know the coach, whatever. That's it. And he didn't want to go out there and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies basically out there at Texas. He thought he was too good for that. Well, and you also know, not doing the Dave Campbell's interview for the magazine, every coach in Texas reads that thing cover to cover. Exactly. Every year. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> well, why do you think Matt Rule put an ad in the, pay, in the Dave Campbell's Texas football? If you read through it, there is an ad- advertisement yeah. for Nebraska football. Yeah. Hey, then he, he pulled the UIL director, didn't he? Yeah. From Texas. Yeah, Dr. Elsa. <laughs> Dr. Like, Elsa, yeah. He's like, oh, I, even in Nebraska, I want my Texas roots. I understand how important those Texas roots are. Yeah. <laughs> come and, on, Jimbo. Which is why I think it would be interesting if the Aggies called Matt Rule and said, hey. 
Hey, let's go uh, to Rod's rant number two of the day. It's great stuff talking Texas football and all things on Rod's mind. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, uh, let's get to some uh, NFL topics. We already talked a lot of Cowboys, uh, so let's talk some Cowboys. We'll probably talk Texans again tomorrow, but let's get to some Cowboys conversation. So the big news coming out of Cowboys country, Leighton Vander Esch out for the season. Now, I, I think he... he uh, I believe he, that an injury occurred. He sustained it in the Rams game, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was, nope, nope, 49er game. It was a 49er game, actually, where Leighton Vanderish got injured on that play. I think it was Trent Williams that actually injured him on that play. But uh, I digress. He's, he's out for the season now for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys' linebacking play has actually been pretty good. Some of the projects for uh, for uh, Dan Quinn have really worked out. Now, we know his, his development has been – unbelievable since he got to the Cowboys and he has these little pet projects just players that he drafts late in rounds or little undrafted free agents that he brings in that are just his uh, they, they call them uh, you know kind of the I think it's uh, cats they, they're, they're, they're cat projects right um, and he's kind of the, the, the pet project if you will a little pet cat as they call them for Dan Neal uh, sorry Dan Quinn Damone Clark is playing at a really high level right now um, but he's not the pet cat for Dan Quinn in this situation. Damone Clark actually has only one missed tackle. All right? Only one missed tackle the entire season. That's, at this point in the season, uh, more than halfway through the season, that's unbelievable for any linebacker, or, or no matter what, uh, you know, level of play you're playing at, or no matter um, how many snaps you're getting. If you're playing and you're a contributor and you only got one missed tackle like Damone Clark, that's impressive. So the linebacking core is not going to be as in as dire shape as, as, as people think. First of all, the Cowboys play more three safeties than anybody else, so they play a lot of three safeties. They play a lot of nickel, big nickel, big dime. Big nickel is five DBs, big uh, with six with three with uh, with three safeties, and big dime is six DBs with three safeties. Cowboys play as much big nickel and big dime as any team in the league. Marquise Bell, though, is the pet cat, if you will, the pet project of Dan Quinn has been. Um, he's he's the only NFL linebacker with at least 40 tackles without missing a tackle. He's got zero missed tackles, and at least he's the only linebacker with at least 40 tackles without missing one at all. First of all, the linebackers are tackling really well. I just gave you Damone Clark stats. He only got one missed tackle. But Marquise Bell has been a hell of a pleasant surprise for the Cowboys. And remember, he's a guy that they originally was a safety that now they have playing at linebacker depth and playing linebacker. And Dan Quinn likes these hybrids anyway. He's a big fan of hybridism in football, especially with his defense, which makes his defense so malleable. But that's something to keep in mind. If you're, a little, if you're freaking out about the Leighton Van Der Esch injury and you thought, man, Leighton Van Der Esch should be coming back um, and you're a little upset about it, don't be. Damone Clark is playing at a really high level. Marquise Bell is playing at a really high level. I'm not saying that that is going to solve your depth issues at linebacker because De- you know, DeMarvin Overshawn went down early in the preseason. Now you got Leighton Vander Esch going down. 
you know, that would have been one of those positions potentially before the trade deadline that the Cowboys could have looked at, and maybe they did. They just couldn't figure it out. Uh, but that's something to throw out there. The Cowboys, Dan Quinn's developing a lot of these defensive prospects, um, and they're playing at a really high level. And he's developing them and got their developmental track, I should say. Um, uh, right now, it seems like it's been expedited, especially because of the injuries at linebacker. So watch out for Marquise Bell. Watch out for Demon Clark. Uh, another Cowboys stats, we're talking Cowboys. I've been looking into why Tony Pollard is playing at such a subpar level. You know, what's the reason for the regression? I think an injury is a big part of it. The injury concern has got to be a big part of it. I think blocking on the offensive line, that's also a factor. The blocking on the O-line, that's got to be a factor in it too. Um, I also think, you know, the change in the offense, I'm sure that's a big part of it. You change offensive play callers. It's, it's, it's not just one thing. It's multifactorial. It's, but this is also a part of it, too. They've changed the, uh, the types of runs that they're calling with Tony Pollard in there. Listen to this stat. So percentage of runs outside the tackles for Tony Pollard in 2022 when he had his breakout campaign, 50, over 58% of his runs were outside the tackles in 2022. In 2023, you're at 41% of your runs outside the tackle. You're talking about a 15-point percentage drop, potentially, uh, right there from 2022 to 2021. It's actually 41.5%, so I guess you can round it up to 42%. But still, that's still a big number, 16 percentage points difference. Uh, You look at percentage of runs inside the tackles in 2022, he, he was around 41%, a little over 41% for Tony Pollard. Now, in 2023, he's at 59% of his runs uh, inside the tackles. That's crazy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Now, really, it's 58 and a half, but I just rounded up. Um, but that's crazy that that is the case. So, I, the Cowboys, I don't know why. Maybe this is part of the Texaco's offense, that they've decided to change up, you know, exactly how he's being utilized. Uh, that's the, that would be concerning to me if I was a Cowboys fan. He is a, a running back you want to use on the edges, and the Cowboys are not using on edges. Going back to he needs a complimentary back with him, and he's not a bell cow main course running back. And I'm not saying that he couldn't he, – you cannot increase his usage. You can increase his usage, but the Cowboys had the idea of using him as the bell cow, as the main course running back. I think that's a mistake, and they're running him like that too. Yeah. Like in between the tackles, he's not that guy. He's not. You need him with another power back that can complement his ability to hit the edges. And right now the Cowboys just don't have that. Yeah, well, and it's shown up. Uh, he's, uh, production is down. Rico Dowdle's actually getting those outside run carries, and I he's been better yeah. uh, for sure. By the way, Jerry Jones uh, on his 105.3 The Fan appearance says he believes Dak Prescott absolutely should be in the conversation for the MVP of the league. Uh, says he's put away, put together some of the best games of his career, in my view. Um, he should be right at the top, uh, according to Jerry Jones. Also, to your point about developing players, that's that's partly why you can dominate a team. Giants aren't any good, and they had a bad quarterback. But they dominated that game defensively, and Micah Parsons didn't do much of anything. They didn't either. you got other guys yeah. stabbing up right. and developing. That's fun to see for the Cowboys. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we pick up uh, the set list ATX with our guy Nick Shuley. Uh, president of the Austin Music Movement, because music is moving in the ATX. Coming back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. 
Welcome back to Hook 'em Up with E and Rod B here from the other uh, home studios, the uh, the plush and uh, palatial home studios. My man E Hogan here, uh, getting ready for our set list. ATX, yeah, my man Nick Shuley. Uh, what are we jamming right there, Ty? What was that? A little Future Birds. They're not in town, future. but one of my favorite bands. I've mentioned them a few times. They'll, they'll be here soon, though. And look who it is. There's the dulcet tones of hey, our man, yes. Nick Shuley, the uh, uh, creator and founder of the Clarkfield Creative, but also the uh, president of the Austin Music Movement. And, uh, Nick, uh, we haven't seen you in a little bit, but how is the music movement in Austin, Texas? Uh, positive things happening on the music front? Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of good stuff going on behind the scenes. We got a lot of hardworking people working at uh, whether it's the political level or working to attract new business here. So we've got some. I think we've got some cool stuff that will come down the pipeline probably early next year, though. So nice. Did I see something on social media with you guys? You're part of a new record label of some kind, or what was that deal? Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not part of that, but it's actually a really big deal. It's kind of uh, fortuitous timing because a uh, big loud. Uh, records from Nashville. They're opening kind of a, a, a little satellite office here, and it's a huge deal. They have they have a lot of big artists. Their uh, their ma- their biggest one is uh, Morgan Wallen, who will be here this week. But it's a um, uh, an awesome organization with a lot of good people. And the fact that they're going to establish a presence here in Austin uh, is is a pretty big deal. And it's uh, you know helping to continue to build kind of the music business side of of Austin, which uh, we definitely need more more of these coming, and I think that will signal to a lot of other companies uh, that they need to get here too. Big loud, big loud. Yeah, if you've ever been to Nashville, you know there's a lot more live music going on day by day and at night than we see here. I mean, which is pretty impressive when you get to to Music City, they call it here. It's the live music capital of the world, and uh, good stuff. So yeah, you mentioned Morgan Wallen, part of a busy music week. That starts tonight, uh, Nick, with the uh, the Andy Roddick Foundation and their annual gala. That's always a big deal. Andy Andy Roddick's kind of uh, I don't want to say disappeared, but he hadn't been uh, been as front and center. But I know he puts on this big event every year, and it's a, it's a great money maker for for his foundation. Yeah, they they do a lot of great stuff, and they they always have a, a really entertaining lineup and a and a, a really good show. And this year they got Bobby Bones and uh, Riley Green and. Uh, Matt Stell, who are you know some really good country artists, and my, my one suggestion is uh, don't bring your girlfriend or wife to go see Riley Green. That is just some good life advice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's is he a hunky, uh, hunky kind of guy. He's not an ugly guy. So you know that's you guys can do your googling. And we know our man Bobby Bones. I mean, uh, you know, you got any Bobby when he was a young rising. Oh yeah. DJ at, uh, back at back at Clear Channel back in the day. Now he's uh, that Bobby Bones. Uh, that'll be at ACL Live tonight, which is a foundation. But I, I don't know, tickets or are you just uh, – is it sold out? What do you think there? I, I believe you can get tickets online still just, uh, just through cool. their website. All right, also tonight? Yeah, we got uh, Brendan Walter, a good young up-and-coming Dallas singer-songwriter, kind of a country musician, will be playing at the Saxon Pub. I really like his stuff. And then a, uh, a cool kind of dancey indie rock band, Modern Love, will be at Parrish. And then for all you Led Zeppelin fans and people that just like rock and roll, Wolf Mother will be at Emo's, and that, that'll be a great show. Wolf Mother, yes. I'm in. And then, uh, yeah, as we mentioned on Thursday at the Moody Center, Mr. Morgan Wallen will be, uh, will be coming there. That one will be a big deal. And I, I got to say it, I'm going to do this confession live on the radio. I'm a, I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan, man. I, I don't know. I've, it's, it's just overtaken me. And then I saw him do that. Uh, he covered Joe Diffie with uh, – with Hardy and uh, they yeah. did uh, John Deere Green and uh, yeah, I, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, Nick, you're a, you're a hoopster. Did you see? Have you seen the video of Morgan Wallen playing basketball? I have not. 
You got to Google. He can hoop. He can ball. He, like, he like really good. Yeah. Unless I was pranked, and that's really not him. But it looks exactly like him. He was in a gym somewhere, schooling some dudes. Oh, interesting. Crossovers through the legs. You know, pull up jumpers. Morgan Wallen. So of course he'll be at uh, filling up, and all his fans were mad because he didn't win any of the big country music awards. They all went to Chris Stapleton and Lainey Wilson. And another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so, yes, but uh, that, that's a big one uh, no. down at Moody Center tomorrow night. I'm definitely going to have to look for some Morgan Wallen hoop highlights. I was sent a video of Frank Ocean playing basketball, and he is by far the best uh, so, like musician hooper I think I've ever seen besides maybe Jay Really? Cole. Well, legend has it, Prince. He was quite the I, I, Yeah, the, the Dave Chappelle stories. <laughs> <laughs> then he served us pancakes. Charlie Murphy's Real Hollywood stories. Yeah, so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, Awesome. And then over at Mohawk, we got a good uh, kind of dance synth rock band, Lady Tron. They do really well. And then over at Stubbs on Thursday is Tyler, Texas's finest. Uh, Paul Cawthon will be there doing his country music. And then a really cool one out at, uh, at Cheatham Street in San Marcos, uh, Randy Rogers, who is, I believe, the owner of Cheatham Street, uh, will be playing a, a solo show there, which should be really cool to see. That's pretty good. Hey, we don't have an act for Thursday. I'll do it. And, you know, Randy Rogers owns the place at Cheatham Street now. Yeah, I'll fill in. I got it. That's yeah, he can cool. sell some like tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump on there. Uh, it's Thursday night, Morgan Wall and Randy Rogers bookending a really good night of music. How about uh, Friday night, end of the weekend there, Nick Shuley? Friday, we got another great rock and roll band from Atlanta. The Black Lips will be playing Parish, And then a huge Tejano band will be doing ACL Live, Intocable. And then my suggestion for the week, if you go see one show, go see John Moreland at 310 at ACL Live. He is, well, in, in, as far as Americana songwriters go, I, I put him in the top five. He is absolutely incredible, puts on a great show. Uh, you definitely need to get out and see that one. John Moreland. All right, I'm going to look that up. I might download some of his stuff today. You will love him. E. So love yeah, go, go check out a song called God's Medicine. So it's a great okay, song. I will. And then uh, Carl Denson's Tiny Universe, some kind of acid jazz, uh, kind of jammy. It's, uh, he played with Lenny Kravitz for a while. He'll be playing at Empire, Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. And then uh, a really big-time songwriter who I didn't know much about her performing career, but she's written songs for Cher, Rihanna, the Backstreet Boys, and a bunch of others. She'll LP will be playing Stubbs, not the rapper LP. This is a uh, songwriter. Okay. And then a uh, really good local band, Slow Mo Drags, will be doing their CD release party over at Hotel Vegas, which is always a good party if you haven't hung out there. And then over at Scoot, a really good country rock band, Treaty Oak Revival, will be playing there. And then what day is that on? That one's on Friday. Ooh, I like Treaty yeah, Oak Revival. They're good. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's and, good in. It should be a beautiful night. Uh, that's the other thing about outdoor venues like that, man. The weather's perfect now to get out and uh, you know walk around and be at a great show like that. Not as not as hot as we had to deal with all summer long. Oh, it's air conditioned outside right now. It's, these are these are the times to go see the outdoor shows. <laughs> yes. And then uh, over at Moody Center, a big one for the for the indie rock fans and just a phenomenal live band. If you've never seen them, the National will be playing there. And then also another huge Nashville songwriter, uh, uh, one of the one of the members of Cadillac Three, will be over at uh, Green Hall, and he's written for everyone from Keith Urban to Tim McGraw to even Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. So that'll be a cool one. 
All right, great. That's a good uh, Friday night for sure. Yeah. Uh, Saturday rolls right in with another good night of music. Yeah, Band of Heathens, if you haven't seen them, get out and see them at Paramount. They're my other big suggestion to go check out. And then a huge uh, Afrobeat artist uh, from Nigeria, Burner Boy, will be uh, playing the Moody Center. That one will be packed out. They, Burner Boy is blown up into one of the biggest artists not, uh, internationally. Burner Boy. Mm. Burner Boy. What's, okay. what's, the, what's the background on Burner Boy? That's pretty cool at the Moody Center. And you know, he'll probably pack the house, sounds like. Yeah, it's kind of every everybody, anybody in hip-hop, R&B, is pretty much a fan of, of his. And he's done a lot of songs with uh, Dave from the UK. <laughs> UK, and he blew up in the UK, but he's also gotten really big internationally. It's uh, it's really cool to listen to. It's super super laid back, but good stuff. Awesome. And then another electronic group will be over at Stubbs Closey, and then uh, indoors at Stubbs that same night will be Kevin, spelled K V N, who is my favorite uh, pop girl group from Austin. It it, it uh, there are three members of like really amazing solo artists are, are in are in Kevin, and it's uh, Dossie. Primo the Alien and Lady Hartwig, who are all really good artists in their own right in Austin. They kind of form this little female pop supergroup that's awesome to see. Nice. And then Mike Ryan, a great country singer-songwriter out at Hotspot. And Austin's biggest soul singer, Tamika Jones. She will be at the State Theater over by the Paramount. And then a great blue show that we'll be giving away some tickets for over at the Saxon Pub, Porter Davis. Joe Abel's told me to tell people that they need to come check them out because they're really good. Porter Davis, not a person, but a name of a band. I right? believe so. Yeah, it's all one, one, one word. word. Yeah, and, and then, I also looked up. And by the way, Burna Burna Boy, you mentioned is Burn Uh with an A, not Burner Boy. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I, I typed that in. I looked it up just to check it out. <laughs> Burn Uh Boy uh, at Moody Center on Saturday night. Porter Davis, all one word. At Saxon Pub, we'll give away some spots to that show. And then Sunday into Monday and uh, early next week, Nick, what are we looking at? Yeah, we get a little lighter, obviously, with the holiday week. The touring kind of chills for a second. So we'll have uh, – we got one, one big one on Sunday, R.L. Grime, who's who's big in the trap and bass music world. He'll be playing over at Stubbs. And then Monday we have uh, uh, Mr. Perry Farrell will be there uh, for, from Jane's Addiction fame. We'll be there with uh, Porno, Porno for Pyros. We'll be over at Stubbs and his his other big project. Pretty cool. All right, and uh, Travis Scott at Moody Center to wrap it up next Tuesday, right? That'll yeah, be a big one, Rob. Tu- Tuesday and Wednesday, Travis Scott will be at Moody Center, so that'll that'll be nuts. Yeah, that'll, that'll be big. All right, well, there's a good week right there. The weekend is jammed, and then, as you said, into the Thanksgiving week, kind of dies down a little bit, but Travis Scott will be rocking it. Uh, Moody Center continuing to build a book, a great room. Got Burnaboy, Boy, you got... Uh, uh, gosh, Morgan. Morgan Wallen on Thursday night. That place will be uh, jammed. And the National is a great, great band with uh, um, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but kind of broke their bones in New York. And uh, they are they are uh, the Behringer twins or Destner twins, I should say, Bryce and Aaron. That's a good band right there. Uh, the National. That's one of those that a lot of the artists, if they don't have a show, are going to be at because uh, musicians love the National. Oh, they're so uh, for good. sure. Hey, uh, Nick, what would you make of uh, the Grammy Award nominations? We mentioned the Black Pumas got nominated for the song we played open up our 9 o'clock hour already, which is really cool. A lot of local flavor, and the Grammys would be coming up in the uh, you know, February-ish, but uh, pretty cool again to see all the local names that are nominated for the, the you know, biggest night in music. Yeah, I uh, to full disclosure, I have not seen the list yet, so that's that's awesome that the Pumas got nominated, and uh, yeah, they uh, yeah. it's uh it's it can be hit or miss, and so I'm I'm glad that they uh, they got the Pumas in there, and hopefully some other some other great artists. They did, yeah, that's cool. Hey, so uh, nil phase space, we know with with, with the Longhorns and Clark Field Crit. I'm seeing you saw you do some stuff with uh, Derek Johnson on the Clark Field Crit. If you guys are doing a lot digitally, which I think is cool, and uh, the basketball season is here, how's the uh, the Brotherhood podcast going with? Uh, mm-hmm. 
with DJ Augustine and uh, Royale and uh, all the Longhorn conversation. Give a little little push to that. Yeah, it's going it's going great. We uh, yeah, we're we're just really trying to get get some of the media side built out there, and we've got another really cool uh, di- different podcast. Thank the Lord, I'm not on this one. I did not want to be on either of those. Just to put that out there, I was I was forced in, into it. But the uh, but we all we'll have another one that's more like the human interest side that'll be coming out. That's that uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, the uh, the Brotherhood one's going going pretty awesome. It's just a matter of uh, work working in a Royal Ivy's schedule, obviously, because he's coaching for the Rockets. So we have to we have to pin that yeah. down. And DJ's got DJ's full DJ Augustine's full dad life right now. So he's uh, we, we can usually do later with him once the kids are asleep. He's got to have baths and sleep and then he can get a fight quite fight. We also found out from DJ that he's addicted to golf, too. So he's got to get his golf around. Ah, that's what it is. That's the, that's, yeah. the, that's the day job right now, I believe. So <laughs> until the, until he gets called back to the NBA, I'm sure. <laughs> that is awesome. Longhorns playing tonight, by the way. And this text says, Nick can flat out ball. Nick Shuley, kill, killing cats at St. Michael's back in the day. I need, a, I need to shoot some uh, Venmo to whoever that was. That's wow. Carlos. That's Carlos saying, uh, my boy can hoop. You know? uh, like Morgan Wallen hooping uh, over there. I was, a, Longhorns. I was a shooter yeah. back in the day. I was, uh, I was not. Sharp uh, shooter. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I led Central Texas in uh, free throw shooting and three pointing at one, uh, three pointers at one point. So dang, you were like Randy Perryman over there. What's going on? Yeah, I didn't. That's I didn't awesome. venture inside the paint. That was those low percentage shots in there. Well, if you haven't ever met Nick, he, you're not the tallest guy, right? So <laughs> I am you, not. You gotta <laughs> play to your strengths, bro. Damn right, brother. Play to your strengths. Quickness, speed. quickness, and speed, and yeah. shoot the lights out. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, all right. Well, that's good stuff right there. This says uh, I'm a. It says uh, hold on. Where did that text go that we just rolled in here? Oh, this says, I'm a rocker, and I really enjoy country guy Zach Bryan. Yeah, you said you like Morgan Wallen. Yeah, those, those guys are kind of getting really more and more popular, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, and that's and, that's uh, part of the reason Big Loud kind of opened up their office here is that the, the cool thing is is that genre of music, and thanks to a lot to Zach Bryan and Chris Stapleton and a lot of these artists, like Sturgill and uh, Jason Isbell, like these, these artists are really kind of breaking through in Nashville. And so obviously the place they're going to go to harvest songwriters and, and, you know, and, and get that type of music is Texas. So the, the, the spotlight's really coming back to Texas and Austin and our scene here. So it's a really good for Texas that, that, that the, uh, the good guys are winning, I'll say, even though I I just talked about being a Morgan Wallen fan. (laughs) That's not my favorite, but you know, that whole genre is blowing up and it's a business cycle. And, uh, you know, the bro country thing with the Florida Georgia lines and all those bands, which is so, you know, so bad, which is so popular for so long, but it does feel like, you know, the young, the young consumer is looking for a little more substance, They do a little more substance. Uh, I compared it, Nick, to when uh, when I was a kid and, and Pearl Jam and Nirvana came on the line and there, were, there had been so much you know, <laughs> ba- bad glam rock in the 80s, right, that there was just, oh, my gosh, give me some substance, give me some quality. I don't need more makeup and more striper and sticks or all Bro, these bands. Rap, rap is getting like that, though. Rap is lacking substance. Hip-hop is lacking a little bit of substance oh, with totally the different agree. styles of hip-hop. Exactly, right? There's no, there's no lyrics It'll anymore. It'll come back then. That, come, that's why Cole, that's why that J. Cole, Cole wins. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, like, there are a few of them. Drake sometimes, but there are few of them <laughs> that, as Nick knows, they have the substance, and right now they're the only ones that can really sell out a stadium. Right. The rest of them, they can't sell out a stadium. They just, they're just on social media, and they, they get downloads, but they still aren't having the impact to be able to bring people out yeah. to a stadium to sell them out. I well, totally agree. Real ones. Yeah, no, oh, and the- Andre 3000 is now putting out a flute record uh, on Friday, oh so that, I, I was very <laughs> oh, disappointed no. because, no! well, who knows? Record. Maybe it's fantastic, but all I want is him to make another hip-hop record, and uh, we're going to keep waiting, it sounds like. Well, you know that the, uh, <laughs> the, the very popular Lizzo is a classically trained flautist herself. Yes, oh, I, want, I doubt she's featured on the record, but you never know. I bought a Lizzo <laughs> shirt at, uh, at Target yesterday, actually. 
Oh, they sell Lizzo oh. shirts at Target. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Damn. It was it was fourteen dollars. It was a graphic tee. I, I had to get it. They have great band tees there. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, they do. I got well, I got a few of them. Actually, they do. I have some old school ones. I have some Jimi Hendrix stuff from. Oh, there. nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah they have true. good stuff. I got a Guns N' Roses shirt, Smashing fun. Pumpkins. I, I love it. Well, anyway, you know, like like Zach Bryan got big without Nashville helping and the industry helping at all. He just got really popular, right? And now mm-hmm. that helps move the which Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all those bands in the my early when I was in college, those guys all blew up out of Seattle, and the grunge sound became huge. And then then you got to go copycat it, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's that's how the industry changes. Pretty cool stuff, right there, guys. All right. Uh, by the way, somebody said tie. It sounds like we need a tie Nick Shuley game of horse. <laughs> or some type of basketball competition. I might, have, nice. I, I might have to be Patrick and Nick because I did lose to Patrick Davis. Oh, oh, you're not even the horse champion of oh, the of the horse. Or we could just do mini hoop. I'm, I'm yet to. Yeah, we should do a mini hoop challenge. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're the Papa Shot King all over town. Nick, Nick, Nick Shuley owns records on Papa Shot all over town. He specifically goes to bars to set the record on the Papa Shot. <laughs> Only when I'm drinking am I decent at Papa Shot. So it just yeah, yeah. I've I've tried it sober before. Not as good, which is weird. So I don't that's, know. That's how I am at bowling. At bowling, when <laughs> I get when I get on a few Bud Lights, I'm an awesome bowler. When I'm not, I'm like I'm terrible. I don't hey, know what it is. Man. We'll come back. When we do, it'll be uh, Who Said That? Thank you, Nick Shirley. Thanks, Nick. And uh, we'll Thanks, give away these passes. Uh, what do we, we have two tickets to see who at, uh, at uh, Saxon Pub. Porter Davis at Saxon Pub on, the, on Saturday, the 18th. Saturday night, Porter Davis. Pick them up right now. Caller 5 to uh, 447-3776. Call Ty. Pick up those passes. You'll be at the Saxon Pub seeing Porter Davis. We'll come back with Who Said That. Yeah, who said that? Audio from around the sports and otherwise landscape, and we try to discover who that was. Rod, can I play this for you? Let's do it. Because this actually happened yesterday. I don't know if you caught this. This is outside the sports realm, but this did actually happen. Uh, who said this? Uh, Ty Henderson, fire that up for me. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, stop it. Is that your solution every problem? Oh. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold Hill. it. Hold it. If Hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This Hold it. Said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. All right, there we go. There we go. That I, hear, is, I thought I heard Bernie in there. That's Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Like, I heard Bernie, but I don't recognize the other voices. And that was uh, Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Okay. All and right. by the way, the name spelled all one word, Mark Wayne. Mark no, Wayne. not yeah. one word. Yeah. No. Mark. Not, no, it's not two names. Mark Wayne. No. Mullen of oh. Oklahoma. See, that is a serial killer name. You're going to combine Mark Wayne? Did you hear that guy? <laughs> so Mark Wayne Mullen oh, no. of Oklahoma, he's a U.S. senator. He's one of two for the state of Oklahoma. Well, that explains a lot. He just challenged Sean O'Brien, the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, to stand your butt up in the houses of some of the U.S. Senate to like a, to a to fight. The, to the Jimmy Hoffa days where the, the Teamsters are standing up to politicians? Like, like he was rolling his sleeves up. Mark Wayne was getting up. He was going to get so – Bernie the, Sanders the, had to shut it down. But isn't the, the – does a politician was basically going to fight the Teamster? Yeah. The Teamsters are known as the tough group. Yes. And I don't know, I don't know if that politician wants any more of that. He don't know if he wants any of that Teamster. Can we play that one Come more on, time? And just the beginning part, and now you know who the, that is. Wow. That's a U.S. – sitting U.S. Senator, one of 100. That's funny. 
who this is how he handled a they they were they were obviously it was a congressional it was a, a hearing and they were talking and and uh, wow uh, you know talking with the, the head of the Teamsters the the International Brotherhood of Teamsters one more time. Could you Hold just- it. Oh no, there we go. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up. Then. Right you stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. <laughs> All right, there you go. I love it. You stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. You love to do it right now? Let's do it right the now. The teamster was not joking. <clears throat> oh, man. That was great. I, do, I, I, I need to see it now so I can see how close they were. He stands no, he up. Was at a, he stood up. Well, well, he's behind. So the senator's behind a dais looking oh, down on so the table where the, the, okay. the teamster guy's sitting. He's like, hold me back. Don't hold me back. They would, me have, back. They would have had to have met in the, in the yeah. middle there. Okay. Of the oval. Of the... Something tells me that the politician would have backed down pretty quickly. Me too. You're real tough. His, who, Mark, Mark Wayne with one word from, from Oklahoma? Who knows? I'm sure he's like a former Navy SEAL or something. Oh, oh now, if that's the case, then we, that's something different. If he is, but if he's just a career politician, then nah. he's a pretty young guy, so he's not. He's made it his career, and okay. he'll probably be there fifty years from now. The way it all works, is he no big? Can he? Uh, he he looks like he's got some size to him. All right, but he's okay. sitting behind the podium. I mean, you're sitting behind the desk. You really can't sell, tell for sure. That is great. That's fantastic. All right, all right, Ty, you got a couple. Uh, but he's he served as a junior senator from Oklahoma since 2023. He served in the military. Uh, I'm looking. Go ahead with yours. If he served in the military, then okay. Then I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> he, he's a badass. But if not, he's probably going to get whipped by that teamster. Uh, all right, Ty, dial any of them up. I sent you a few. Who said that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I've known Jack since he was 13. I knew he was Jackie Jones, not Jack Jack. So, uh, man, look, good kid that I coached, obviously, for two years. He played with my son, played with Kobe. I coached him. Uh, you guys are in. Uh, I know him inside and out, know the family. I know everything about him. When he was at SC, you know, I was at Poly, kept in touch and contact with him. And then obviously when things went, you know, sour with him there. You know, we, we, again, we stayed in touch and just try to help, you know, try to be a mentor. And obviously there's an opportunity there for both of us to you know, kind of team back up again. And I, and I brought my my version of the Jackie Jones I know, you know, and, and knowing the kind of man that we have here and the support staff we have from our AD to the president and, and then the guys you see on the staff, I, I knew we could make it work. Who said that? Who said that? I don't know. Antonio Pierce. Okay. Oh, okay. He's now, talking about picking up Jack Jones, um, the cornerback that was Jackie with, Jack. Yeah, exactly. The way he talks about him, they, they apparently he's been knowing him since he was a kid. I've though. known of that guy for a long time as well. He got Why? In a, he got in a fight with a bunch of Westlake kids at a seven on seven tournament, the national tournament in Florida, in Orlando. What? Like Jack my, Jones. My like junior year of high school. Yep. Dang. What, what are I the see. odds of that? That's so crazy. Like outside what? of the, was waiting for for. You, 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 I won't mention a name, but you can probably guess who outside of his hotel room and jumped <gasps> him, and then Dang. a bunch of other. It was it was like a full on brawl outside what? of a hotel room. Yeah. Wow. So you you say he is a little bit unstable then? Yes. Yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Jack Jack. Well, Antonio Jack, Pierce Jack. is still rolling in with his old six four. Right. He's driving the car, hey, the old car. Hey. He's two and zero, baby. Hey, I was saying winning games. Hey, you know the Raiders are great at hiring interim coaches. Just not so good at hiring the permanent ones. Well, he bleeds Raiders. <laughs> By the way, Mark Wayne Mullen is not from – did not serve in the U.S. military. Oh, he's a good whip, then. He's about to get whipped. He is, saying, member of the, he is a member of the Cherokee Nation, though. People are saying oh. he was an MMA fighter. Is that right? Yeah, oh. like five people have texted in and said that he was a former MMA fighter. Former, former oh, MMA if, fighter. if that is the case, if he's from MMA fighter, then, yeah, I'll give him the benefit well, of the Well, and he's got uh, Cherokee in him. 
You got a little Cherokee. You need a little wood. Raised on the res. <laughs> on the, on the, down that res, man. It makes you tough. Live Nationality on the is American Cherokee Nation. Cherokee Nation. If he's an MMA fighter, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Be an MMA fighter. And then st- <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I'm, a lot of our politicians I know are also MMA fighters. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, that's, uh, what else do we have here? Oh, I got a bunch. Let's do another one of Rods. Let's do another one of Rods. Hit me, Ty. We got to let our play on the field um, speak for itself, but that is our goal in the unit, and we're all pushing for it. And we look at there's like a little chart for the Joe Moore where we look at it, it's right on the door, has the exact like list of what they're looking for. And like you know, you have a good practice, you're like, okay, we did this, we did that. Had a bad practice, okay, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. So that's that's what we're pushing for. Who said that? E. I think you got me again. That was one Christian Jones earlier in the oh, season. So soft spoken. Earlier in the season, talking about the goals of the O line was to be a winner of the Joe Moore Award, which goes an award given to the best offensive line of the college football season. And it turns out this Longhorn football team now semifinalists, at least the O line, semifinalists for the Joe Moore Award. So there you go, still on track and to accomplish their goal. We'll have to play that level coming up this weekend because uh, need it. Yes. without Jonathan Brooks. They're going to be able to run the ball against an Iowa State team that's pretty stingy against the run, but uh, Longhorn's still more than a touchdown favorite in that game. Uh, we'll preview it all. We'll get to what's popping. Longhorn basketball playing tonight. We'll preview that matchup with Rice. Also, Jer- Jared uh, Hufford. Hufford. Hufford has become a, a name among Longhorn fans. He is calling out the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Come on into Ames. Scones on this Kind of like the U.S. Senate yesterday. Damn right. Come on up in here. <laughs> I, you know, now that I've seen the video and I've been told this guy's an MMA fighter, come on, Bernie, let them fight. I wanted to see that. I agree. Let them go. No, it's not very not protocol in the, uh, hey, in the capital there. Let them get after it. <laughs> if they, they, they're passionate about it, let's, let's duke it out. At least take it to the parking lot. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll come back. The fabulous fifth hour is coming on this 15th of November. Lot to do. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.